Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Thursday, August 17th, and we start with local news. American Classical Education, a Hillsdale College-affiliated charter school chain, continued its blistering critique of Madison and Murray County school systems in its appeal to the Tennessee Public Charter School Commission, filed last week. In letters attached to the appeal applications, American Classical board member Dolores Gresham, a former state senator, called the Murray Charter approval process illegitimate and criticized the Madison board for a lack of integrity in the review process. Both letters contain similar language and phrasing. There's also a spelling error where their school uses its Madison County proposed school abbreviation on its Murray school application. On a previous application, American Classical used Montgomery County in places it meant to put Madison County. Gresham's letters follow an escalation in American Classical's rhetoric toward the local charter school approval process. Following denials in July, American Classical's public relations firm, Rotunda Public Affairs, and Gresham sent press releases criticizing each school system's academic testing numbers. The nine-member charter commission appointed by Governor Bill Lee will have to hold at least one public hearing on each school before deciding whether to overturn the local school boards. The charter commission often, but does not always, overturn local denials. Based on past precedent, the charter commission will hold these hearings in September or October and decide later in the year. Last year, Madison, Montgomery, and Rutherford County school boards denied American Classical's charter applications. The decisions came after a video surfaced showing Hillsdale College President Larry Arne saying teachers were trained in the dumbest parts of the dumbest colleges while on stage with Governor Bill Lee. Lee linked Hillsdale College and American Classical Education during his 2022 State of the State speech when he announced the charter network was coming to Tennessee. In 2022, American Classical initially appealed to local denials but backed out of the process before the Charter Commission could make a ruling. American Classical applied for charters in Madison, Murray, Montgomery, Robertson, and Rutherford counties this year. The Rutherford County School Board was the only county to approve the school at the local level. American Classical decided not to appeal the denials in Montgomery and Robertson counties. U.S. Representative Andy Ogles of the 5th Congressional District participated Tuesday in the first question-and-answer session in his home base of Murray County since being elected after a contentious primary and November election. Addressing key issues facing Congress, Ogles discussed frankly his views on southern border policies, China's position in the world market, electrification funding, and former President Donald Trump's recent indictment, to name a few. Murray County Chamber and Economic Alliance hosted the talk at Puckett's Restaurant in downtown Columbia with a question-and-answer session led by Will Evans, Murray Alliance president, drawing over 100 business leaders to the event. First, Ogles addressed controversy head-on by acknowledging the early criticism he received as a freshman congressman when he didn't join the majority and readily vote for Representative Kevin McCarthy to be U.S. House Speaker. He defended his action. It was about the rules of the House of Representatives— All spending was on autopilot. Any member of Congress can offer an amendment on the House floor, Ogles said. We need to go back to the basics. When John Quincy Adams called the House the People's House, he said. 
Ogle's first term launched with a rocky start when he was criticized by Republican peers over McCarthy and was again lambasted by some media outlets for not accurately disclosing education degrees he had earned, mistakenly calling himself an economist. When asked to name the most pressing challenge the country will face, Ogles rated first policies regarding the southern border between the U.S. and Mexico, citing that between 100 and 200,000 plus illegal immigrants attempt to cross the border each month into the United States, according to recent data by U.S. Customs and Border Protection. He also said 250 individuals who are on the terror watch list have also been caught at the U.S. southern border. As of July, one and a half million law enforcement encounters have been made at the southwest land border by the CBP, according to recent CBP data collected on apprehensions, inadmissible volumes, and expulsions. The number reflects a 200 to 420 percent plus increase since 2020. Ogles also cited the $32.5 trillion national debt as an area of concern. We have a horizon of about 10 years to fix the trajectory of this economy, to avoid a catastrophic outcome, he said, comparing it to the Titanic. It's a big ship. It turns slowly, he said. Ogles predicted heated debate over budget appropriations in coming months, with a tug-of-war between the parties, with possible talks of the government shutting down in a similar fashion to other recent years. He added he is not afraid of a government shutdown. If government shuts down... They aren't spending your money, Ogle said. We've got to get back, going back to John Quincy Adams' fervent belief in debate on the House floor, to the basics. We've got to fight. We've got to debate. We've got to come up with the best outcomes, he said. The economy is going to be fine, he said, highlighting other countries' high investments in the U.S. dollar. We are the global currency. That is how energy is traded, Ogle said. Sticking to conservative Republican ideals, Ogle's lauded less government, less federal spending, and protecting gun rights. However, he said there is work to do for Republicans. I believe a sovereign nation has a strong military, secure borders, and open and transparent elections, and right now, we don't click all three boxes, he said. Ogle said he is a big fan of the federal block grant system to disseminate funding for state and county projects to bolster infrastructure, for example predicting that electrification systems will need to be strengthened in the near future. When you look at Blue Oval coming online, that will be transformative for West Tennessee in the same way the Saturn plant was for Southern Middle Tennessee. But think back to the winter, he said. We had brownouts in Middle Tennessee in the TVA region, and TVA is known for being a good, reliable producer of electricity, and yet even today, we don't have enough electricity for demand. So what you will see as we move forward is the need for infrastructure projects for our electrical grid, he said. Ogle said he believes the Chinese Communist Party is the biggest threat to America. They think in terms of dynasty. That's not rhetoric. That's not conspiracy theory, he said, explaining that the party consistently tries to hack the U.S.'s electrical grid. He explained that the U.S.'s dependence on China and China's investments in the supply chain could present issues down the road. Who found it hard to find toilet paper during the pandemic, he asked, uh, also citing the long delays in getting certain products presently. He also supports getting rid of alphabet letter federal departments, such as the U.S. Department of Education, in order to return educational decisions to states, as well as do away with the Federal Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, or CFPB. The CFPB can require banks to have more money on hand, and and it can affect you and your ability to get a mortgage, Ogles said, also stating its data reporting to Congress is infrequent. 
The federal one-size-fits-all stamp on everything is not working, he said. Ogles briefly commented on Trump's recent indictment, saying he was targeted by woke district attorneys. Ogles was endorsed by Trump for re-election to the U.S. House of Representatives and is encouraging all Republicans to back Trump in the 2024 election. The idea that political differences will be settled in jail by district attorneys is frightening, he said. Ogles praised the conservative values of Murray County, calling it a representation of America, while describing Washington, D.C. in stark contrast. When you go to the swamp, it is everything you think it is and worse, he said. It's mayhem in that city. The rats have taken over. That is the culture in D.C. It's disconnected from the rest of the world. That's why I ran to take a little piece of America to Washington, he said. The suspect charged in relation to the posting of KKK recruitment flyers in historically black churches has pleaded not guilty in his first court appearance. Daniel Walls appeared before Judge Bobby Sands on Monday at the Murray County Courthouse, where he was officially charged with four counts of civil rights intimidation, one count of vandalism, and one count of contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Walls was arrested July 13th following the distribution of bias-based rhetoric flyers, which were posted on historically black churches and one business in Columbia. The flyers sent a warning to mixed-race couples, communists, and homosexuals that the Klan is back again and here to stay, and those groups should make amends or stay away. During his court appearance, Walls acknowledged the charges brought against him while stating he will be represented by a public defender. The 38-year-old, who was released from custody last month after posting bail on a $43,000 bond, said he is unable to afford an attorney. Walls said his mother posted bond for him, but is unable to help with the cost of retaining an attorney. In addition to the cost, Walls also said he's had a hard time finding an attorney to represent him. One of them actually said if they took my case, they would be recognized as representing a racist, and therefore no one wants to represent me, Walls said following his appearance. When questioned about the flyers, Walls reiterated his claim that they were for recruitment purposes only. I wasn't targeting any races, he said, describing his group as separatists who are all Christians. We're not racist to anyone. We're separatists. We believe marrying and having children with your own race and saying stuff God teaches in the Bible. It's not the 1920s or 1800s clan targeting someone because of their skin color. It's not that way anymore, he said. Walls, who calls himself the imperial wizard of the group, also spoke on images posted to his Twitter account which show the burning of crosses. A lot of people do not understand the meaning of that, he said. When we light the cross, back in the old days, they did it as a threat. But when we get together and do that as an organization, it means to shed the light of Christ because he was sacrificed and crucified on the cross for us, he said. In addition to Walls, a 17-year-old juvenile was also arrested at the time on related charges. Walls' next court date is scheduled for September 27th at 8.30 a.m. Columbia's top place for grabbing a cup of joe has opened their new store on Public Square, though you won't have to go too far, just one door down from its former location, and you'll have more options and space to enjoy on your next visit. On Tuesday, Muletown Coffee Roasters celebrated its latest expansion in downtown Columbia, located at 21 Public Square, and was greeted with a warm welcome from customers both old and new. To owners Matt Johnson, one of the business's original founders, and Chris Coyne, opening a new spot was almost two years in the making and a natural transition for the 10-year-old coffee shop that has remained a downtown Columbia staple. 
Mule Town has been in need of a larger space for its growing customer base, which expands year after year. The newly renovated space will, with an exposed brick wall, arches, and wainscoting, offers triple seating, accommodating at least 50 customers, whereas the former space had just 16 seats. It has surpassed our expectations, Johnson said. It's been a long process, and seeing people here is so amazing. Customers buzzed as the duo beamed at the turnout with many seats taken and a line at the register. When we first opened, the community wasn't sure if this would work, and even now on our opening day, we are wondering how we are going to handle that, but people have been flooding in since we've been open, Coyne said. It's been really great. I think we've served everyone in Columbia today, he said. As for the former location, Coyne said Mule Town will not be retaining it, but hopes to see another business fill the spot and enjoy the same opportunity for success. The new location features an open space layout with both traditional seating and lounge space, as well as walls adorned with photographs and other pieces of Columbia's history. Decor includes a photograph of 40,000 citizens gathered downtown during the first Mule Day following a five-year hiatus due to the U.S. involvement in World War II. This is a great example of how when you invest in your community, your community takes care of you, Murray County Chamber of Commerce President Carol Williams said. And it's one of those places that certainly made a name for itself locally, but people are coming from all around that have heard of it. They have a great reputation outside of Murray County, she said. Coyne and Johnson said they hope to expand the business to provide not just more space, but options for customers. This includes incorporating a food menu and other lunch-like items. We really wanted this to be an upgrade, but we also want people to feel that same Mule Town coffee vibe. And so there is that idea that we want to keep doing something super cool and fun, but raise it up a notch, Coyne said. This is something that Matt and I created from the ground up. We wanted to keep that small town feel for our loyal customers, but we also wanted that wow factor, and I feel like we've done that. I feel really blessed and humble, he said. One of Mule Town's biggest goals is a business as a business is also to remain a well-loved part of the community, while also providing a good product to customers. After 10 years of success and now a bright future ahead, Coyne and Johnson are more than excited about the days to come, building what will be the next chapter of the Mule Town Coffee Roaster story, one cup at a time. When we came in 10 years ago, Columbia was so different. There's been so much growth, and we've grown with the city. The fact that this is happening at the 10-year mark makes us feel ready for another 10 years, Anderson said. There's something about it, because when this place opened, I never thought that it would happen, but it did, he said. Customer Todd Edwards enjoyed a quick stop on the new shop to enjoy a co-worker's birthday drink. He said that the new place feels fresh and modern. When I walked in, it felt like a new kind of Columbia. It's updated and modern, but the history is still present on the walls. It shows where you've been and now where you're going. Mealtown Coffee Roasters regular business hours are 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday. The African-American Heritage Society of Murray County is excited to have been one of just six organizations statewide selected to host the Smithsonian exhibit, Voices and Votes, Democracy in America. The exhibit is part of a Museum on Main Street program, a collaboration between the Smithsonian Institution and Humanities Tennessee. Voices and Votes is based on a major exhibition currently on display at the Smithsonian's National Museum of American History called American Democracy, A Great Leap of Faith. This traveling exhibit presents a visual and interactive history of democracy. Across generations, visitors will see diverse and inspiring Americans who face challenges and were determined to have their voices heard. Our democracy demands action, reaction, vision, and revision, 
Everyone in every community is part of this ever-evolving story. While the Smithsonian exhibit will focus on the national stories of democracy in America, a companion exhibit, Voices of Murray County, developed by the African American Heritage Society, will focus on some of the citizens who fought for democracy in this county, said Joanne McClellan, the society's president and the current Murray County historian. Since the society does not yet have a museum space, we are very excited to host this exhibit at the Murray County Public Library, said McClellan. The exhibit will open on August 19th and close on October 1st, The exhibit is free and open to the public. An open reception for the exhibit opening will happen at 3 p.m. on Saturday. Columbia Mayor's Youth Council, or CMYC, applications for the 2023-24 school year are now open. The CMYC is open to all high school students located within Murray County, private, public, and homeschooled. The 2023-24 term will begin on September of 23 and conclude in May of 2024. Mayor Chaz Mulder stated, The Mayor's Youth Council has quickly established itself as one of the more important initiatives we have at City Hall. Not only does it bring youth inside our buildings to learn about important city issues, but I've seen it firsthand plant a seed in these students of love and pride for their community. I look forward to welcoming the upcoming class and would encourage all high school students to apply for what promises to be our best year yet, he said. The CMYC's goal is to foster leadership and community involvement among Columbia's diverse high school population and to encourage students to become further interested in local government. The CMYC is composed of Murray County High School students who value academic excellence, community involvement, and leadership. Selected students will have an opportunity to actively participate in various activities and programs, including team building, working with the mayor and other city officials, addressing issues affecting youth in the community, leading and volunteering in community projects, and learning about city departments and local businesses. The CMYC members will be selected based on an application process that is made available to all Murray County High School students. The application process will close on August 25th. Applicants will be notified of acceptance by September 1st. CMYC meetings will be held monthly in addition to community and volunteer projects. CMYC applications can be found by visiting www.columbiatn.com forward slash CMYC. And now your hometown memorials sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Boyd J. Stewart, 79 A veteran and retiree of the Missouri Department of Transportation died Saturday, August 12th. Funeral services for Mr. Stewart will be conducted on Thursday at 12 p.m. at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The family will visit with friends on Thursday from 10 a.m. until service time at the church. Burial will be held at Middle Tennessee State Veterans Cemetery in Pegram, Tennessee. Oaks and Nichols funeral directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Mr. Clifford Eugene Johnson, Jr., 72, an employee of Kemper Insurance in Jackson, Tennessee, died Tuesday, August 15th at the residence of his daughter. Funeral services for Mr. Johnson will be conducted Saturday at 3 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Jones Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Friday from 4 to 7 p.m. at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. 
At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies today with a high of 83 degrees. Winds will be out of the southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect a few passing clouds with a low of 66 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. 
Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association, funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. The University of Tennessee at Knoxville College of Communication and Information has appointed former UT and NFL player Peyton Manning a professor of practice starting in the fall 2023 term. Manning is a nationally recognized media personality, entrepreneur, and sports commentator. As part of his appointment, Manning will join select classes during the academic year as a featured expert, bringing significant industry experience to the classroom and working alongside the college's nationally recognized faculty to provide transformative learning experiences for CCI students, according to a university press release. There is no other ambassador for our college and university like Peyton Manning, and we are proud to welcome him to the college's faculty. Joseph Mazur, Dean of the College of Communication and Information, said in the news release, Peyton is a true volunteer, and I look forward to our students gaining invaluable knowledge from him as we continue to prepare the next generation of communication and information leaders. Manning graduated from UT in 1997 with a degree in speech communication after leading the Vols to an SEC football championship. He went on to a storied NFL career, launched the entertainment company Omaha Productions, and has remained steadfast in his dedication to volunteer community. My time as a student in the College of Communication and Information was a foundational experience during which I learned critical skills and messaging techniques that I continue to put to use almost daily. Manning said in the news release, I look forward to working with the college's talented faculty and directly with students in an effort to ensure they are well prepared for their future careers, he said. Manning will partner with CCI faculty and teach a variety of topics that align with the college's curriculum, including sports reporting, video production and performance, leadership and communication, and public speaking. Southwest Airlines has announced the addition of a crew base at Nashville International Airport next year that will more than double the number of airline staff based locally. The base will be Southwest's 12th U.S. crew hub, which will increase the number of local staff to include up to 600 pilots and 700 flight attendants by mid-2024. Southwest is in the process of relocating its ticket counters and improving overall winter preparedness at BNA as part of the airport's reconstruction to accommodate rapid growth, officials said. Southwest will add four more gates with an extension of Concourse D later this year, bringing its total to 20 gates. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Singer-songwriter Rory Feek will host a new series called Songs or Stories this fall at Homestead Hall at Hardison Mill. On Fridays, Rory will share an evening of songs and music, and on Saturdays, he'll spend the evening with the audience sharing intimate stories, thoughts, and observations from his life. Mark your calendars for September 8th and 9th, October 20th and 21st, November 17th and 18th, and December 14th and 15th. These weekends will give me the opportunity to share two parts of storytelling that I love, the songwriter-singer side of me and also the author-writer part, which I've never had the chance to share live before. Although different, they complement each other, and I think for the folks who decide to come for both nights, I think will be a unique, life-giving experience for all of us, writes Feig. Homestead Hall is located at 4544 U.S. Highway 431 in Columbia, you can purchase tickets at www.store.joeyandrory.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day. <laughs>